Hello there! Are you ready to have some fun? This is the story of Rawl's Adventures, starring Ashley McLean as Rawl, the raccoon that always has some kind of scheme up his sleeve, Eli Royal as Doc, the impulsive and kind of bonkers guy that lives in the park, and hosted by Jason Hobbs. Come have a listen and a laugh! Hello and welcome back to another episode of Rawls Adventures on the We Play RPGs Podcast Network. I am your host, Jason, joined by Hi, I'm Ashley and I play Rawl. Hey, I'm Eli and I play Doc in Don't ever do that again. I am never ever ready for that. that anyway, is- This episode is sponsored by Metallic Dice Games, manufacturers of fantastic dice, which I've finally, finally gotten the chance to show my extended family members over the weekend, which was awesome. I have the Zircon Emerald Dice, and I also have the Rainbow Fluorite, which are both very, very pretty. I I don't know. Hold on. There. there, There's some good ASMR for you. (laughs) Some good foley words. Yep. And it does like I remind said, me, I need to get my metallic dice games dice out so that I can play yes. this game we're about to play. Yeah, yeah. You, you need that. To, to mine are already things. out. So are mine. Slacker. Oh, oh. You want to get on my case about slacking? Huh? You want to get on my <laughs> case about slacking? Why don't you go to metallicdicegames.com and use the coupon code PLAYITFORWARD for 10% off your entire order before you come at me for slacking? Yeah, why don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I already have, so I can come at you all I want. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> well, if you're like me right now, anxiety-ridden <laughs> and, and, and tired, you probably want some coffee and some delicious, delicious coffee and some wonderful, wonderful art to uh, help you out with that. And we got just the thing. We got Found Familiar Coffee, makers of fantastic coffee, each branded with D&D-themed art and sometimes cosplay of professional quality that is absolutely gorgeous to look at. And you can go to foundfamiliar.com slash playitforward for some coupon codes for some discounts. Sweet, sweet discount. Mm, discounts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I th- I think I've said this before, but... I, my work went through an entire bag in like a week. And it wasn't a small bag. It was one of the big ones. Well, now they have five pound bags. So if you're supplying it for work, mm-hmm. there you yeah. go. <laughs> you kind of need the five pound bags. I, I actually went to look into that for one of them. I was like, oh, maybe I should, you know, do I drink enough coffee for this? And it didn't matter because I wanted a five pound bag of initiative, but they had already sold out. Oh, wow. wow. That's kind of dope, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, makes sense. It's good coffee. Yeah. But uh, you want to know who else this episode is brought to you by? Yes. Is it you? It's me! <laughs> if you go to uh, royalartisanprops.com, you'll be able to find a link to my Etsy store where I sell high-quality cosplay props. And if you use the coupon code LISTENER, you'll get 10% off your entire order. And it's mm-hmm. gone international this week. Yeah, as of recording... I am prepping an order that's going to go to France, and a friend of a friend is currently translating the instructions into French for me. Yay! That's awesome. Like, like real talk, that's awesome. 
It really Keep is. Keep it 100. Yes. Without Focus. further ado, I don't think there's any further announcements. No, but I can so. keep talking in this voice. Don't. No, you're not. I will, I will summon. I will summon the wrath of of all of the Yildar gods or whatever to smite whatever unholy thing that that is. Anyway, I'm just a sweet little baby. No, you're not. There's a lot of sweet little okay. babies that end up being horribly fiendish things. Derail us before we can even get started one more time because the recording <laughs> needs to hear this. My mother has a new puppy who was born January 1st, 2021. She's adorable. I can't stand she it. She is super cute. And both times that I've had to go, on and go, gone, go into the house uh, tonight, she has done the goat jumping thing. I love it so much. Because she's so excited. And then gave me the puppy dog eyes because I didn't lay down on the floor so that she could lay on my face and chew on my hair. <laughs> That's she's so, so adorable. Cute. I love her. I also got her a little shark hoodie and she loves it. <laughs> You're making it so hard to get into the horror vibes with all this wholesomeness. <laughs> anyway, when we last left off, you guys were pursuing the scent of one of the... Uh, Individuals that had attacked the Barbellos hideout, as it were. Uh, along the way, you had met with two dragonborn individuals, a older bronze-scaled dragonborn by the name of Kazdrua, and a younger gold-scaled dragonborn, who you learned was his niece, by the name of Jess Drakrik. Yes, I know it's a funky name. Don't worry about it. She was raised by humans. We all know hmm. humans aren't very creative. Hmm. Yeah. And you were proceeding towards where David was leading you via scent, where you believe that your friend, your, I believe she was blue-scaled kobold, mm -hmm. uh, Ari Varn, had been kidnapped by mysterious entities, possibly vampiric, possibly demonic. You didn't stick around to find out, really. Nope. And you have arrived... At long last, at the edge of this property, where you can see the metal fence with the with the spiky poles on top. I don't know what the official name of it is, but that's what it is. Wrought iron? Yes, that. Wow. And this massive stone manor lies before you, and that is where we shall begin, is my description of that. Gothic. So, mm -hmm. Yes. Gothic it's a very gothic is the, manor. the word we're looking for. Yes. So it is currently cool evening, I would say. It's it's getting towards dusk. There is a faint bit of mist in the air, and that there are some dark clouds beginning to gather. A little crackle of thunder, some small flashes of lightning, at which Kaz, who has been using his walking stick the entire way up here, begins to straighten up a little bit, seems to shake off the aches and pains of the old body. And you can see this very large manor-like structure. There doesn't appear to be any windows that you can see. It just appears to be all bricked stone. And it's only a single story, interestingly enough. But there is a large dome-like structure about, I would say, halfway through 
the manor that you can see. And the whole plot is surrounded by this fence with a single gate right where the end of the road is, which really isn't even a road. It's more of a, a grass path that's been well-traveled, pushed into mud. Hmm. What do you do? This place is spooky. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you don't like a lot of stuff. This is true. This gives me creepy vibes, though. You said that there was a, a well-traveled path? You're on the well-traveled path, uh, and it leads up to this gate, this iron gate, which is currently shut. Now, is there a road less traveled? I was about to not, ask. <laughs> not that you could observe. <laughs> sure, um, make, a, make a notice check for me. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I don't know, is there? Let me find my... Uh, well, I got a two. Where's my notice? And make sure to roll Aww, the wild die. I got a one. D did you roll the wild die? There's a wild die? Oh, that's right! Yes, Savage Worlds. <sighs> Ooh, I got a six on chosen. that one. Yeah, roll it again. It explodes. <laughs> Shut up, you lie. <laughs> Nine. This is why I'm reminding you because these I might have played wrong the other night. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, a nine is a success with the rays. So, funnily enough, you do spot a road less traveled that forks away from this path and begins curling around the side of the manor. Let's, let's go on that. Right. What do you think, Doc? Huh? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Do you want to tra travel on that road? The yeah, one okay. that people haven't walked on? Yeah, all right. Okay. We're going right. to do that. <laughs> you begin making your way on the road less traveled, which is more of like a, a game trail, if anything. And uh, as you begin rounding the side of this manor, which takes you a while, it's quite large. Um, from what you can see as you're doing the roundabout of this manor, it is, uh, one, two, I mean, this is where we play the game of Jason must count the squares. <laughs> At least it's it, it's not just, me. Let's just say it's a large manor because it, it, it's got a lot of square footage, you know, it's, it's what you would expect from a mansion. Mm -hmm. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> And uh, you, you get a pretty good look at this manor. It's, it's, it just appears to be all stone. Walls kind of jut out at some strange angles here and there. And you don't see another way in. Um, and, the, and the gate does continue uh, all the way around the perimeter. However, you do begin to see this mausoleum, which appears to be what this path is leading to is this small mausoleum that's just kind of out of the way that is actually not within the perimeter of the fence. And you hear a screech. <sighs> There's a crack of thunder. Fuck that. The rain begins to pour down. It soaks you just immediately, just to the oh, bone. We should get inside. A little bit. And you yeah. hear the beating of these gigantic wings. With your previous notice roll, you can see there is this large bat-like creature that's just circling. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, just kinda, it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're looking for our friend Ari. Doc! What the fuck are you He's doing? Like, hey, big. Doc! Cobalt! Stop it! Stop what? 
Stop talking to that thing. What? They live here. It just screeches at you, and it's and, and by large, I mean it's like the size of a small bear. That's like why. It's, it's, its wingspan is 10 feet across. Oh, my God. When, when it screeches, Doc goes, hey, well, that's not nice. And it begins flying towards the dome-like structure. Yeah, no, we're not going near that. No. Which is part of the manor. It's, oh, God, I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we got that. No, I thought it was like separate, and I was like, "I'm no. not going near that." No, okay, never but mind. What I'm describing is the manor is single story, but then there is like in the middle this giant dome, where like the ceiling's not flat anymore. A fire yeah. dome, eh? Oh. A deep cut. I don't get it. It's all right. Don't don't worry about it's it. It's a Polly Shore movie. Okay. <laughs> uh. Yeah, you're well, you're. Around the back end of the manor now. You've, you've, you've pretty much walked from the front to the back. Okay. And there's a door, presumably, or a servant's entrance? Actually, no. Um, there is a small gate, though. Okay. Well, let's go through the small gate. Actually, you could you could make a, a notice roll to see if you can find a servant's entrance. I'll say that. that, that oh, no, my dice fair. got caught. I Come got out. a two. How do we roll you? Please be good. Oh, I got double ones. Yeah, you don't you don't seem to to see any sort of servant's entrance. It would appear that such an entrance might be hidden, but you are unable to discern it just from looking at the stone. Sad day. Well, however, the, you do find that that small gate is locked. How big I can is pick the small locks. gate? Uh, probably like five foot, three foot. It's called three foot. Okay. Doc's just going to climb the gate. Oh, you meant tall. Yeah. No, tall would be like five foot. And it's still got those spikes up top. Yeah, I'll just let Raul pick the pick the lock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least I should be trained in that. You do. You have thief. theory. Yeah, cool. And, and if, my, if my copy of your sheet is correct, it's a D8. Yep, it is a D8. I have to remember what one that is every single time. <laughs> uh, that one's not it. I call it the diamond. There we go. I found it. Mm-hmm. In D8 and D6. Mm-hmm. Is that a one or a seven? Oh, no, that's a one. I got a four. Well, a four is a success. So you managed to shove your lockpick into the, into the little tumbler. Because it seemed that the front gate was tumbler locked, whereas this one just has like a regular key, and you just manage to pick it, and it creaks open. Dope. Let's go in. Okay. You have entered the perimeter of the fence. What? Uh, what do we see? You see the giant wall of the back end of the manor, and that's pretty much it. And the mausoleum's behind you, of course. Okay. It's just a giant single-story stone wall. Are there any windows? Nope. I think that's what... <laughs> the, uh, the entire time you walked around the perimeter of the structure, you did not notice any windows. None? Appears to be windowless. Oh. Just keeps getting better. And by better, I mean terrifying. Well, I guess we just keep walking until we see a door to enter. 
Okay, make me a three notice checks at minus two. I don't like that. <laughs> because you're moving two. and the rain is, is being uh, an obscuring factor. All right. Uh, one. And actually, Rawl would just be at minus one because Rawl has low light vision. So the darkness is less of a impact. And remember, you can have David make notice checks as well to see if his canine eyes see anything. I will. David got a six. And Doc, with a minus two, got a three. So that that was three notice checks? Yes, I want you to make three of them and let me know what the highest one is. Oh, okay. I don't care about uh-huh. the other two. I just care about the highest one. This is as you walk around the perimeter. Seven. And that's with the minus one. Okay. Rawl, you managed to see this. This seems to be one of the stones in the wall is loose. And you push on it. At this point, you've gotten... Was that your third roll or your second? Uh, I think that was my second roll was okay. the seven. So you haven't quite made your way all the way around yet. You're still, I would say, on the um, southeast side of the manor. But you do find this panel, um, this this stone that seems to be a little looser than all the rest, and you push on it. And as you push on it, you hear this grating, sliding sound, and the wall slides away, revealing this dank, damp corridor with cracked stone floor. Would you say it's a secret tunnel? Yes, I would say it's a secret tunnel. Through secret the mountain. Tunnel. <laughs> you went two totally different directions. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately have, the same. <laughs> you have now entered Jimana. What you see immediately is the stone wall that you just entered into there is this damp cracked cobble floor this drippy ceiling and there is seemingly a wooden wall uh, right next to you uh, made of fine dark oak and this passageway is only about five feet across so you're gonna have to be single file so who's gonna be in the front um, well, I'm presuming that there's no light. There uh-huh. is no light. <laughs> other than the light from outside, which uh, is quickly fading as the door begins to shut. Oh, no! <laughs> Hang on. Do we have torches? Nope. I don't know, do you? Um, I mean, Doc think, doesn't. I don't think... I don't think that... Uh, we think we, think we would have learned. No, We're not I don't what have you would it. call prepared. Well, you don't need a torch because you can see in the dark. Yeah, but the people are with us, right? Yeah, but we okay, can just cool. follow well, you. Well, I'll be in the front. Uh, Kaz would have a torch. He, he, he's he got a backpack on. He would have a torch. So Kaz pulls this damp torch out of his pack and strikes a tender to it. And Okay, well, Raw can be in the front because he would still be able to see more than everyone else, even with a torch. David will be right behind him. And I'm just going to say that you're doing exactly what I thought was going to happen. So this is going to be interesting. <laughs> oh my god, fuck. All you I guys... know 
is Raul is shaking and ha and I have my my short sword pulled. My my little lethal short sword that I just got. So I can so, stab a motherfucker with it. So here's my question. Do you go forward in this tunnel or do you following this wooden wall or do you go uh, the other direction? In other words, are you going north or south along this wall? Does it look the same both ways? So you can either go north, which is technically back the way you came, but within the manor, or you can go south. You're currently on the eastern side of the manor. North to go in the manor. Okay, so you're going to go north. Okay. Back towards where the entrance was, where the actual main entrance was. I'm just verifying. Yes. So, Rawls first, Drax in the middle, Jess is at the end, and Doc is right behind Rawl. And it doesn't take you too long. You actually walk maybe about 20 feet, maybe, and you come to this spot where the wooden wall has this false back panel, and there's a button you can see. And uh, it does continue ahead, and you can see it begins to open up into this wider chamber, uh, or you could enter where this false back panel is. Doc's just following Roll. I'm going to do the false back panel. Okay. You push the button. The wooden back panel slides open, and you hear a... Are you being stealthy, by the way? Yes. 100%. Make a a stealth check for me. Yeah, let me go ahead and roll some stealth checks. I'm going to have these these losers roll and see what they do. I say that, but they're actually really cool people. What's this one? Why does it keep getting caught? Aww. I got a two. <laughs> Doc got all a supp- three. We're all supposed to be good but at this David shit. got a 15. Well, that David's 15 would be three successes? Yeah, but that's not enough to offset the failure. Did anyone roll a one on the skill die? <laughs> no. <laughs> I rolled a one, but it was on the extra die. Well, the extra die's fine. We're not worried about that. Okay. Okay, good. You hear hear this voice say, Hmm? Who opened that panel? My dear, be a guest and close the secret panel, will you? Wait a minute, is he talking to us? Okay. Doc just grabs it and closes it. (laughs) And it just you just do that, you, and you hear the kind of like grinding sound as the gears aren't meant to be physically manhandled that way. But it's a pretty flimsy mechanism because who, who who's ever gonna force it closed from the backside? Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. And so you just hear this kind of grinding noise as it's pushed back, and then he goes, "Well, that's very interesting. I know you're there. I can hear you." Best come out to play, little mouse, little mouse. I'm not a mouse, I'm a raccoon. <laughs> you get the impression that they can't see you from wherever they are. They just know that the panel has been opened and forcibly shut. Do they sound like they're coming from the other side or further down this hallway? They sound like they're coming from within uh, where, where that panel opened up into. For, so from inside. Hey, Rawl, should I open it? And, Rawl, you did briefly see this opulent, this huge opulent room, like, decked in fine marble and, like, throw rugs and throw pillows everywhere. 
And like there's a couple of dining carts and things. Like it's it's decked out like for a king. It's from I mean, what you briefly saw. Do we really have a choice but to go into the room? <laughs> well, you <laughs> could go like into the room need. or you could go down the rest of this secret corridor <laughs> into the open up to this chamber that opens up. Uh, let's do that. Okay, so you're just trying to sneak around. All right. So you keep going forward, (sighs) and you eventually get to this. Again, it's not too much further. It's only about another 20, maybe 25 feet. And you get to this portion where you see several of these wooden walls. You begin to get the idea of what's going on here. So you see that the wall that you were following continues to... It uh, basically comes to a corner, and then it continues down to the west, where it goes down into this like passageway, and then it begins looping around. And you begin to see these shapes of these rooms, and you realize that you're literally traveling in between the walls. You're in this huge crawl space between the walls, and that's cool. There are several ways you could go. You could continue exploring the crawl space. You could enter what appears to be a room uh, to the east. You could enter where that connecting corridor was to your west. Or you could enter the room directly to your north or directly to the south. I'm having a really hard time envisioning this for some reason. It it doesn't help that you're literally in the space between the walls. Yeah, no. Uh, What's what's right? I'm just going to say right. To, To your right, since you're heading south, would be... The room that you'd open the panel to, the corridor connecting that room and another room, and this other room. I want to go into the, the I want to go to the right, but go into the room that the person wasn't in. That the person wasn't in, okay. As you pass the structure to your left, you hear these, like, clawing noises and shrill shrieks. <laughs> And I want David to make another notice roll. Just David. Seven. David begins to wander over towards that room. (laughs) Doc's going to fall and just go, huh, David found something. Yeah, I was going to say, Rawl's probably just going to end up being like, following him, be like, wait a minute, what? All right, so you get to where that room is. There is, again, another false back panel with a button. I imagine you push the button. Yes. Button push. You push Mm -hmm. the button, the panel slides open, and you can see into this room there are three large metal cages. And this appears to be some sort of uh, pet room? Kennel? Kennel. Kennel's the word I want. And there are, in the closest cage and in the furthest cage, those these, again, large bat-like creatures which are currently banging around in the cage as, as they smell you and see you and hear you. And in the middle cage, there is Ari Varn sitting down, a little dirty, but doesn't appear to be too roughed up, who is currently reading through this small book that she has. Psst, Ari! And she looks up. Roll, get me out of here. Okay, we're here to get you. What's in this room? Well, come on. Okay, well, he's just going to roll in. All right, so you guys enter the room proper. Yeah. yeah. Yes. At which point the bats 
the giant bats go absolutely ballistic and begin slamming into the cages again. No, oh, no. Okay, well, we need to hurry up and get her out. Is she ta- is she like uh like uh locked to anything? Like cuffed? She's just no. She just appears to be locked in this cage. Oh, uh, there in the is. Cage. You you notice there is a collar around her neck, mm-hmm. um, but it's not a it's not chained to, to anything. That's concerning, but uh, Raul's going to start picking the lock to the cage to get her out. So let me see here. Savory. I'm not going to roll you. You were rude last time. <laughs> Let's see if this one does better. Please. Huh. <laughs> I got a four. A four normally would be enough, but it seems this lock has been made of sterner stuff. And you you almost get the tumbler. To get free, then you hear the snap of your lockpick. No! Fortunately, you have spares. Okay, that's good. Can I try it again? Uh, Doc's just going to keep an eye out. Okay. I got a five that time. It just it, it gets stuck where your previous lockpick got stuck. It doesn't break, but it just... It seems whenever you failed the first time, you did some damage to the lock mechanism, and that's now impeding your progress. Um, I'm gonna look around and see if there's anything I can use to smash break it, it open. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's actually I was about to ask if. Oh, well, I will say that Jess does technically have a mall. Okay, well, she needs to use the mall. She's waiting. It's your, it's your mission. She's waiting for you guys I'm to pe- tell her what to do. <laughs> NPCs, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, I forgot that she had a mall. So, hey, uh. Can you uh come over here and use that thing? Break this open? Sure, I can try. And she okay. saddles up to it, begins doing a couple of like test swing towards it, and then pulls back and goes to slam against the cage. Let's see. How much damage does she do? 2d10. That is a measly six damage, though. Oh, but it says plus two to break objects. So she hits it. And the first swing doesn't break the cage, but it does bend it pretty severely. As you guys have to take another swing. Mm-hmm. But it is making a significant racket, by the way. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're hitting a metal cage with a maul to break it. I know. Oh. And on the second swing, yeah, she just hits the door and it just like completely crumples open. And Anari's pretty small, so she's able to wedge herself into the hole that's been made and pull herself out. Thank God time to roll however at this point i'm gonna action is occurring behind the scenes (laughs) all right so you have freed ari made a quite loud racket and you could either go back into the walls or you could go and follow the actual structure of the manor and head south let's head south so you open the door and you are in this small hallway it's a little bit bigger than the corridor you were in previously it's uh, about 10 feet across and then it quickly comes to a hard turn goes to the left you keep following it at which point you get to a large large room this appears to be where that dome was that you were seeing outside there are a couple of statues scattered about the place Um, as you look up at the ceiling there is this lovely lovely mosaic of this very handsome-looking man with a goatee that comes down to a sharp point, curly mustache. 
um, dressed in various noble finery, gold chain necklaces hanging from him, and he's currently has this very beautiful half-orc woman in a in a loving embrace, and she's got her legs up in the air like classic, you know, loving couple pose. Mm. Okay. <laughs> However, the defining feature of this room, aside from these four display cases at each corner with very strange items, is this huge pedestal with this, um, well... I don't think any of you have seen this before, but it is this large bipedal creature with a massive skull mm. and very tiny arms with two claws. What? And it's just a it's just a skeleton, seemingly. It's just kind of sitting there. Well, Hi. Why? You hear no response back to you. Thank God, Doc. But as you look immediately to your right, you can see these two skeletons, one of which is dressed as some sort of butler, another one is dressed as some sort of maid, and this floating skull, very reminiscent to the one that you found in the sewers a couple of weeks ago, (laughs) and they look at you and go, Intruders! What? We're escaping with a prisoner! (laughs) That doesn't sound like something I would do. Nah. I think we're escaping with our friend. And the skull just says, Crowley, Jessime, stop them. I will warn the masters. And it it cackles and begins floating away. Uh, I wish I had a bow and arrow. (laughs) That would be so dope. And they're currently one, two, three, four. Actually, I have a You do have a knife you can throw. That's true. Well, they're currently 12... The skull is 12 inches away, and the closest skeleton, which is the butler skeleton, is 12 inches away. What does that mean? 12 inches? Uh, that like means for the term of your range increments, you have to be able to have 12 be within your range increment. It Otherwise means that you're going to be... have a minus 2 to your roll. Yeah. Because yeah. they be far. 12 inches is the equivalent of 24 yards. I'm going to try it. The worst that can happen is it doesn't work. Hang on. Mm-hmm. So, for my fight, I would use the fighting die for that? Um, No, actually. That is incorrect because you are throwing the knife. So, you would actually be using your athletics. Athletics. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> it's better than throwing. They used to have it be a separate skill entirely. Yeah. Ooh. And I, I will say the nearest. Again. Ooh. Yee. So and I will say the nearest box of goodies seven. is seven inches away. I add them together, right? No, you take okay. the highest. Okay, so I have five. So, like, if That's you rolled, yeah. So if you rolled on the four and got another four, you would add that together. But you don't add the four and the six. Yeah, like the yeah. Four no. and the six mm-hmm. stay separate. Yeah, so it was, it was uh, five because I had seven. Well, a five, is that with the minus? Yeah, with the minus two. Yeah, that, with the minus. Mm-hmm. That is a hit. Are yes. you attacking the skeleton or the floating skull? The floating skull. Okay. Uh, roll damage. That looks like damage D64 plus one. Ooh, wait, actually. Is that wrong? That would actually miss. 
My apologies. No. It, it is the size of a skull, and the knife just misses it and embeds oh, itself into the floor. Sad day. Yep. Okay. More damage for me. Okay. Well, that was the, the first action I was going to make. And now we're going to be considered an initiative. So I'm bum, going bum, to bum. put you all into initiative real quick. Kazdrua is going to raise his blade in order to make sure I'm doing this correctly. Instead of rolling the d6 for the wild die, I would like you, since you are within the presence of Kazdrua, uh, I would like you to instead roll a... I'm making sure that this is correct because I don't know if he has that edge or not. Actually, huh, he doesn't have the one that upgrades the die. Never mind. Sad day. That happened correctly. (laughs) I did it correctly. All right, so... Kazdrua is going to raise his war pick and beat upon his shield filled with uh, glass and seashells. And he is going to cast Storm Song. So as he's beating against the shield, you hear the pounding of the rain outside and the crackle of thunder. And his war pick begins to shimmer with this blue cobalt lightning so he has successfully casted smite and that is his turn was casting smite then it's the t-rex which does nothing because it hasn't been activated (laughs) i thought it might be a t-rex and it makes me so happy uh he does nothing (laughs) because he's content to let you guys get yourselves killed and have his minions do the dirty work then he'll get involved i have a big Uh, head and little arms Jess has nothing that she can do other than be a barbarian, so she is going to just move. So Jess just bolts across the field, and she is right in front of the skull with the maul, ready to hit it. And now it is Rawl's turn. What's closest to me that I can stab? Um, You're going to have to do what Jess did and make a run for it in order to get okay. within stabbing range. I, I'll do that. So... You're going to move, I'll move you the six, and then I believe your running die, you're shorter, so you mm-hmm. can't quite run as, oh no, you don't have a decrease to pace, so yeah. Yeah, I was going to say I have a pace of six. Yeah, and your run die is still a d6, so you're going to roll a d6. Oh, cool. Just one? Yep. Four. 20 yards, which puts you just shy of the target that you wanted to hit. You are... Basically, a couple of feet in front of one of the skeletons, but you aren't quite able to get to there. Doc's turn. Oh, I'd also like to remind Rawl there's a box of shiny things. There's several boxes of shiny things in this room. Oh, God. That's a problem. Uh, Doc will point at one of the skeletons and go, Hey, David, free bones. <gasps> and then uh, oh my God. roll a running die to... Get up to one of these. Uh, five plus six, so my pace is 11 this round. All right. And I'll go ahead and take that minus two to, if I'm close enough, take the minus two to take a swing at uh, one of these skeletons. All right. You are actually able to get right up next to the uh, the butler skeleton, and you are right next to Rawl as well. All right. Rawl is just behind you. <clears throat> so it's only a minus one. That'll be a 15. Yeah, that hits with a raise. 
Excellent. Punch this skeleton right in the skull. <laughs> 14 plus 1 is 15 plus 6 is 21. Oh god. You just punch his skull Shit. off, much like how you killed the revenants. <laughs> and Jesus. he just crumbles into a pile of bones. And the the maid skeleton just like puts her bony hands to her face in horror and is like, You killed Crowley. Uh, and then David is, David has a pace of ten. Is that enough to get him to the maid? Um, not no, because the maid's a little further away. Alright, let me roll a run die. Alright, well, now it's pace of fourteen. That will get him to the maid. Alright, so he's gonna go ahead and take the minus two to uh bite at her. I think he has a D eight for fighting. Uh, with a minus two, that's only a three. He goes to bite, and she just, like, kicks him a little bit. That's all I got. <laughs> and then it's her who will do nothing, and then it's everything else in the manor. Oh, no. What? Fortunately, the sound of fighting has not attracted many things of note yet. So that thing's going to keep doing that thing. That bet the swarm is going to stay where it is. Uh, these guys... Is it a bone swarm? No. Is that a there thing? Are, there are things, but it's not a bone swarm one. To technically, can be yeah, a anything, thing. anything can be a swarm. Oh, that's how the bear thing. Okay, this makes sense. Things are making their way towards you that are aware of your presence. Downtown, making way downtown. <laughs> and um, there's this archway. I'm a seagull. Go fuck yourself. Sorry. There's this archway that divides uh, this room and a. And a room further to the south and from that archway you see these two suits of armor they're still oh. a very good distance away but they have emerged and it's the maid's turn who is going to attempt to attack the dog oh. gasp I say the word attempt because she's technically an unarmed defender well she doesn't get a penalty no, only player characters do. That's good to no, know. No, player characters don't get a penalty to their attack either. The opponent gets a bonus to attack them. Well, she rolled a one. <laughs> so she just, like, hits them on the nose with the fluffy end of the broom. <laughs> Makes David sneeze a little bit. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> then the skull is going to attempt to... Uh, disengage isn't a thing. No, I don't think it is. But what it will do is scream. So it's just going to scream. And I think this literally just happens. Probably. That's interesting that there's no rules here for how that works. It just says it does the thing. And so it just happens. Well, all right. I need everybody to make spirit rolls. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, don't you can always choose it. to fail. No, I don't want to do that either. <laughs> you don't want to become a paranoid psychopath? No, I don't. He's already paranoid. That's what I was going to say. I got a five. That's a success. Uh, Doc got a six. and That's a success. David got an eight. God. That's a success with a raise. Metallic dice games. The two NPCs that are with you are fine. And Ari is fine. So Ari's just kind of hiding in the back because she doesn't have anything to she can really do to fight. So she's sticking in a safe place next to 
Kaz, who is protecting her. Aww. And then the screaming skull is going to move, and it's just going to kind of float itself out of the way. And it's going to keep moving towards its master. And none of these other things are going to do anything, because they have yet to hear the sounds of combat, so... <sighs> it is back to the top, which means we're going to reset and deal to all. That wasn't supposed to happen. Hold on. <laughs> I said reset. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, Kaz got a joker. Noise. So he's going to, but he has no ranged capabilities. Strength Paladin be Strength Paladin. He is going to just keep inspiring people. So I'm just going to have him do this. You can get him, Brawl. I know you can do it. You can totes do it, bro. Do what? Kill things? Do hoss. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So basically... You have a plus two to all your actions. Oh, dope. I'm so excited. He gave you an inspiring speech. Yay! He's the father who sold you for a pack of cigarettes. No. Nah, Kaz wouldn't do that. (laughs) Kaz is the loving uncle that took in his niece when his niece's dad died. Rawl, it's your turn. I'm going to stab one of the skeleton things that I'm close to. you, You move up and stab the maid. Let's see here. Where's my fighting die? Six, and you get a plus eight. one oh, because, uh, because David's right next on. to you. D4 and a D10 because I have a fancy sword. Hang on. Oh, and don't forget you have bennies. And because an NPC that's on your side got a benny, you all get one benny. So you get an extra no. benny? No, no. I no? was responding to what Ashley was saying. You're not rolling a D10 and a D4 to hit. Is that for damage then? Yes. Yes, that's for oh, damage. Okay, never mind. Wait, no, you shouldn't be rolling a d10 either. Your strength's not that high. For the damage? The sword isn't a d10, it's a d6. (laughs) Oh, oh, you have a different weapon. Never mind, you're good. I haven't updated this. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, because it's for my new short sword. Yeah, yeah, the sword is is the sword. Okay, let's see here. So, d4. Yay. Four? A four plus two is a six, which is a hit. That's right, six. (laughs) Why am I like this? (laughs) Because unlike me, you haven't been playing these kinds of games for 20 years. I forgot what a D10 looks like. Is it the spinny bit? It's the spinny bit. It's the one that looks like a top. Yeah. Jesus, come on. I'm out of the thingy. He keeps getting caught in the corner of my tower. I got seven for damage. I do think that kills it. Let me double check. Yeah, that's actually just enough to shake it. Oh, cool. So it is shaken, not killed. Doc's turn next. I'm going to step up to this uh, skeleton and punch it. All right, you have a plus one. I got a plus two because David's there. Oh, darn. That's correct. Gang up bonuses for the win. Uh, Which means I got a seven to hit. Which is a hit. And I did ten damage. That is enough to kill this entity. You you do the same thing you did to its co-worker where you punch its head off and it just collapses into a pile of bones. Uh, (laughs) Now these suits of armor... 
they're in our way, right? No, they're they're approaching you, but it's going to take them a while. Well, that's not so my question. My question they're not is, in your are, way. okay, yeah, if they're not in the direction we're trying to go in. Well, I don't know what direction you're trying to go, so I can't honestly answer that question. Oh, why don't we they're just... blocking. They're blocking the way to the south. All right, so we're wow. not going back the way we came. <laughs> no, you've completely no. I got confused then. No, when Rawl decided to stay in inside the actual walls of the mansion, y- you followed the corridors of like the actual hallway of the place and not going back the way you came. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm done because I'm waiting for Rawl to give me a plan. And then it is these guys and then Jess who will run back and try and smash the skull with her fighting die. She should use her hammer. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's so easy to hit uh, until it's not. That she just no, she just whiffs. She's a newbie. I'm very disappointed in her. Aww. It's fine so though. Mean. No mean would be saying that she disappointed her dead parents. Jesus. <laughs> that got dark. And you hear the sound of footsteps <sighs> coming from uh to your front left? Yeah, we'll call it that way. All right. What's the plan, Doc? I mean, Rawl? Nothing else is here that can get closer, so that is everything's turn. Let's go back the way we came. Because the skull <laughs> is just going scared. to keep running away. Well, you're not going the way you came, so... Okay, never mind. So as in that option isn't available to us? No, or you, can, in... you can turn back around. Okay. I just need to know that that's what you're doing. Yeah, that's what she was saying. Yes. Okay, so you begin running back out the way you came. You know what? Let's do this more somatically. So you see these figures coming towards you. Turn around to go back the way you came. You get a little bit of ways away, and then you see these four pale-skinned individuals emerge into this main central museum, and they appear to be very similar to the figures you had fought on the train with these long swords and sneering eyes and long fangs and beady red eyes. And the armored suits continue to clank closer to you. The skull continues to move towards its master. And what I'm going to have you guys do is do a roll-off. So I need both of you to make three agility checks. Can I give my rolls to you as I do them? Because otherwise I'm not going to remember. Yes. All right. First one was a 10. Mm -hmm. Second was a 5. And third was a 5. David. The first was a 15. Jesus. Second was a 21. Holy crap. And I actually rolled one too many times. The third one was a 2. I got into a rhythm. Oh. All right, and then roll. Ooh. I got an 11 for one, because I... And then a four. 15. Their total number for successes is three, and the highest amount you guys got was seven. And even then, Rawl had a six total number of successes. So, you guys run out of the manor as quick as you possibly can. Rawl, you do see this glittering 
glass case full of random knickknacks and baubles as you pass. I need you to make a spirit roll for me. Oh, God. <laughs> to resist your impulsive tendencies. A five? That is a success. You manage to, you're like, maybe later. You, you don't smash the case. <laughs> this is good. You keep good. going. You guys run back, open the false panel, enter into the massive space between the walls, and you guys book it with Ari until you manage to make it outside, and the footsteps of the people following you slowly fades away into the background, along with the sound of these rusted armor plates kind of shuffling forward. And you manage to make it to the perimeter with Ari... Okay. And then you begin to hear the sound of wings. <laughs> Overhead. <laughs> and you see that giant bat. It begins to spiral down towards Ari. So what I'll do for this is declare one action that you would like to do against this creature. And jump up and stab it with my sword. Okay. So I need you to make an attack roll. And I will have Doc do this as well. Uh, I'm going to pull out that uh, silver-tipped stake and leap up to stab it in the heart. Okay, so I need you to make a fighting roll at minus four. two, I believe, for the cold shot. It's minus four. Oh, yeah, minus four. Because it's a tiny target. Yeah. I got a 14. I'm going to spend a Benny. Well, you hit with a raise, so... Well, with a minus four, that'll be a uh, eight. Okay. So the both of you, how would you like to kill this creature? I imagine that Rawl climbs up Doc and leaps off his shoulders and stabs the thing in the shoulder. And as it's coming down, Doc jumps up and like body checks it and uses mm-hmm. his sternum to push the stake into this thing's heart. and this giant bat just slams into the ground and like travels a couple feet further its claws completely missing are you guys being able to intercept it well before it was able to finish grabbing her and it just slides into the earth and stops you have you have one dead giant bat (laughs) i'm gonna flip it over and take my stake back okay Oh, if my sword's in it, I want that back too, because I left my knife in the. I yeah. left my knife in there. Yeah, you did. Mm. And you have managed to rescue Ari in in a, in a almost mirror of the last season. Rescue the kidnapped <laughs> target and get out without ever actually figuring out what the hell's going on. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say at the beginning? That that was going to happen. <laughs> And it, it only happened because you decided to check the perimeter. And you know why we decided to check the perimeter? Because I made a Robert Frost reference. <laughs> yeah. That's just how this goes. Yeah. Then we found well, a secret tunnel. That being said, um, <laughs> you might want to get moving. Yeah, let's roll. Because they're still going to try and pursue you. You managed to make your way a good enough distance away that you believe you haven't been followed. And you have Ari back. She still has that collar on her. Does it look weird? Does it look like a regular collar? Does it look magic? 
Um, make a notice roll. I'm going to do that too because that makes me uncomfortable. And actually, while you're doing that, I will have Kaz make a uh, spellcasting roll to see if he can trigger his thing. Well, I got double ones. You have no idea. It's, 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 a, metal, it's a metal necklace. It's a fashion statement as far as Doc's concerned. At four. All right. Uh, with your roll and with Kaz's detect magic uh, spell, you, you find some runes that are carved into the collar itself, and Kaz is able to detect that there is a magical presence. He did not get a raise on it, so he does not know what type of magic it is. He only knows that it is magical. Hmm. Uh, Raw hasn't trained any of that stuff, because I was about to say I'll use a Benny, but noticing something is not going to be detecting any magic. You could, I will say, with all the crazy stuff that's going on, make a common knowledge roll. At minus two. Common knowledge. Just to see if you manage to recall anything from all the crazy adventures you've had lately. Well, to fight back against those double ones I got, Doc got an 11. Oh, minus two, nine. Uh, A nine, you... I got a three. Yeah, Roll, you have no idea. Doc, you... You have this strange insight into this. Like your vision goes all weird for a second and then you realize this collar nullifies magic. It is a it is a spell suppressing collar. So that way That's one of them uh, uh, spell suppressants. I saw one of those when I did time in the prison. Mm-hmm. And that's that's you essentially did... what it is. It it prevents spellcasters from using their magic. You did time in a prison? Yeah. I killed the mayor. Wow. I learned something new about you today. Well, and that's what keeps our relationship good. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that random <laughs> piece of information that I just made up will not come back to haunt us ever. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to give you the wanted hindrance, but we'll wait on that. <laughs> no! <laughs> okay. Do you think Columbo could get this off? Yeah, I think so. He's a magical dog. All right, let's go into town, see what he can do. Yeah. Well, you just think about that. That's the I, I love the fact that you mentioned that. It's the first time you've ever done this, and I love it. So the second you're like, hey, do you think Columbo could help with this? And you're like, yeah, let's go and find him. And this doorway just opens in front of you. Well, that's <laughs> convenient. Doc just walks through <laughs> with David. Yeah. You are in Columbo's Curiosities. Raw grabs Ari's arm, and just says, "Trust us," and walks, <laughs> pulls her through. He's like, "Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty powerful warlock." And she would we just ever lead through. you astray? <laughs> yes, yes, several times. You got me kidnapped in the first place, <laughs> <laughs> purely by me being associated with you. But anyway, so you Do are the now other two in. Follow us. Yeah, she's in there. You, I imagine uh, you shove her what through. What about um? Uh, I was talking about Kaz and Jess. Yeah. They'll they'll follow you. They're, oh, okay, they're curious cool. to see where this rabbit hole goes. Okay. Jess is fascinated and naive. Kaz is cautious and wants to make sure his daughter doesn't or his niece doesn't end up doing anything. Do you want to know what's amazing that has accidentally happened? Is that what? the prime cast? You guys are these like legendary heroes. You're these mythical heroes. By you just swoop into town, you end the bad guy and you leave 
<laughs> but Raw and Doc do very similar things, but we're like cryptids. <laughs> like, it's true. Everything about us is just fucking nuts. And like the only reason that the guy didn't pursue you is because he's like, nah, my wife, these guys are bumbling fools. They'll never get out of our lair alive. Yeah. I'll just wait for our minions to kill them or for them to, you know, do the hero thing and try and stop us. I'll be waiting here in my throne room menacingly for our final confrontation. And and that is what's delightful is that were it the prismatic guard, you guys would have gone in and cleared out all the undead and saved the day. But we're just these weird homeless people. <laughs> I mean, Raw sort of has a <laughs> I, I love the Underneath. I love the the trope subversion that like all of the villains are thinking you're gonna do the hero trope and hoping it'll be your downfall and you're just like nah we're not really heroes we're just kind of here <laughs> we're just assholes who keep getting caught up in this shit <laughs> well but anyway in, we're in Columbo's shop you're in Columbo's shop the yep. the nerdy teenager guy is still there with all the pimply face the black cat is still sunning itself on the counter it's like you've never left. I don't like that phrase in relation to an eldritch dog. I don't understand, since I haven't played, why that would be a problem. Jason said it's like we haven't left. Yeah. Magic interdimensional dog with a store that just showed up because we thought about it, and it's like we never left. Okay. I'll explain it to you later. It's just weird is all. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, we, I go, hey, uh... Is Columbo here? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, you're a, you're a. Wow, I've heard about you guys. Big talk of the town, I hear. I, what? Yeah, I'm pretty popular. Well, Columbo's talked all about you. Well, that was Been a nice real of hit him. At those poker meetings of his. Hey, can he get this collar off our friend? Yeah, if he could help us with that, that'd be great. And I definitely want to hear about these poker games. Uh, let me take a look at it, and 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 the kid gets from behind the counter, and he starts looking at it, and goes, "Oh yeah, it's just a it's just a simple magic suppression collar. All you really need is a little bit of a wig a And he goes and pulls this like multi pronged thing out of his pocket, and just like sticks it on the collar, and the collar pops loose, and just like snaps open and falls to the floor. <laughs> Anyway, well, normally we would charge you quite a hefty fee for that kind of service, but, uh, you know, seeing as you're superstars and all. And I was just like, yeah, 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 we're superstars. Hey, hold on a second, I got something. And Doc reaches into his pocket and pulls out a handful of loose jerky. Ooh. This is for Columbo. You can have one piece. Okay. Why can't he have more since he performed the service and gave it to us for free? Because this is for Columbo. Okay. And he just like slowly reaches out and takes it from you. And he sets most of it aside on the counter and then begins eating the one piece. To not be rude. (laughs) The one piece of loose jerky. (laughs) Anyway, we gotta go. David's late for his shift. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh. I can see that. And he just turns to Raw. But we'll talk about those poker games later. I hear that uh, Effion's going to be playing in the next one. Excuse me? Yeah. 
Who else is at these games? That's amazing. Well, there's a couple of the Void Lords. There's a couple of the Fae. I think there's even some Primordials that get involved at some point. But they're really, they don't really grasp the finer concept of counting cards. So, Doc, I mean, that's my name. <laughs> Brawl. I understand. You're confused. We gotta how go. It... Okay. David's late for his shift. His shift? Getting the chickens? He's, what? You want him to lose his job? No, let's go. Well, bye. bye. You just walk out through the front door and you're on the street. Well, I'm slightly perturbed and it's like, do you know who Effion is? No. She's the greatest thief. Like, the greatest thief. I thought that was you. I, yes, but she's much greater than me. Whoa. Yeah. That's I could intense. have gotten some sweet tips. Hey, bozos, move it. Cart coming through. <laughs> okay. Who are you calling you, bozo? Doc just starts walking away. <laughs> okay. You're on the streets of Seoul. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 you walked out of the shop through the front door, and you're on the streets of Seoul. And apparently in the way of some carts. Okay. We're moving. And with that, <laughs> which will certainly... Never come back to bite them in the butt for season three. <laughs> that is the end of season two of Rawls Adventures, <laughs> where we're right back where we started with two angry <laughs> vampires <laughs> trying to get revenge on Doc and Rawl. Oh, boy. <laughs> Only this time, they will not underestimate their ability to just not give a fuck. <laughs> It's time for pluggables. <laughs> I'm Ashley. You can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram under Am Cosplay Clean with some tomfoolery. That's all. <sighs> you can find me at Aerosol Prime, E R A S Y L space P R I M E. That's the channel on YouTube. Go check it out. There's Let's Plays. They aren't nearly this chaotic. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> well, if you also stare into the woods and dream of becoming a cryptid, then you can find me online at royalartisanprops.com. And regardless of your cryptid status, you can find our sound engineer Jay Booth online at the Ludiverse Podcast and the Asundered World Podcast. Bye. 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 Thanks for stopping by for this part of our adventure. This podcast is part of the We Play RPGs network. You can learn more about We Play RPGs at weplayrpgs.com, on all social media at weplayrpgs, and if you support this podcast on patreon.com slash weplayrpgspodcast. You can always find wonderful merch at tpublic.com. Just search for We Play RPGs. Anyway, bye!